0: good morning good morning I hope you guys are doing amazing today on this beautiful Sunday I hope things are going well for you uh, man we've been talking about the God uh, our God of wonders and uh, this is a continuation sermon because it got so long last week that I decided that we'd break it into two parts so we're gonna finish this this thought up we're talking about the wonder of prayer the wonder of prayer and we've been talking about the wonder of the tongue last week the wonder of the tongue. God has put this tongue in our mouth, and with it we can do lots of different things. We can praise God, and we can curse men. And God says that should not be We left off talking about mortiferous, mortiferous. And we said about mortiferous that it is a, it is a deadly, fatal thing. This is not a good thing, mortiferous. This is a poison, and the poison that is able to bit out of our mouth and get on other people is, is powerful and hurtful. It's like a wild beast, like a wild beast. We left off saying it's like a wild beast, unruly, unruly, and restless, and out to destroy and kill and hurt. The tongue is such a powerful thing, such a powerful thing. Proverbs 13 says, Those who guard their lips preserve their lives, but those who speak rashly come to ruin. The tongue, our tongue can crush us and send us to hell, or our tongue can build up the kingdom. And be pleasing in God's sight. And Psalm Psalm 19 says, May these words of my mouth and this meditation of my heart be pleasing in your sight, Lord, my rock and my redeemer. See, this is our prayer. This is our prayer when it comes to the tongue and it comes to prayer. This is our prayer, that our words, the words that come out of our mouth and the words that come from our heart out of our mouth and everything in us would be lined up with God. We would not be of, of a bad tongue, but we would be have a tongue that is pleasing to God in all that we do. See, prayer, prayer is about talking to Jesus, but with words from our heart, Words with our hearts spoken through the Spirit to God. That our hearts would be good soil. And the things that come out of our heart as we speak to God from the Spirit would be pleasing to God. True worship. Remember, Jesus said true worship is in spirit and in truth. And as cool as the tongue is, as many things as our tongue does and can do, we don't even need it to talk to Jesus. We don't even need our tongue when it comes to talking to Jesus. So we're talking about our core values in this series, in these last few ser- uh, sermons of this, of this series. And, and we've talked about teaching and the impact of our heart. We've talked about belonging and the relationships that God wants us to have. And today, our, our, our teaching is on prayer. Prayer. we're talking about prayer, a core value of all what well, should be all of our lives as Christian people. That we would belong to the church, to people, to one another and share life together and sharpen each other. That we would be taught by the Word of God and we would teach each other and help each other grow up in our faith, but also that we would be people of prayer. People of prayer. See, that's what one of our values is, our core values here at this church. See, life throws Uh, all kinds of hurdles at us, right? All kinds of obstacles at us. And so you know that what what the greatest challenge is for you and me. It isn't the hurdles that life throws at us. It's not the obstacles that are, are before us. Those are just challenges in life. But the greatest challenge for you and for me is to see past. To see past the trials of this world, to see past the trinkets of this world, and to be a man and a woman or a woman of prayer. To be men and women of God, that is the greatest challenge for all of us. And the evil one is going to throw everything in our path from, from money and treasures to obstacles and sickness. He's going to throw anything he can in our path to keep us from being a people of prayer people who spend their time and their lives talking to God, spending time with God, a person who walks and talks with God. See, that's what God wants for you, and that's not what the devil wants for you. He does not want that, and he is going to do everything he can to keep you from being a person of prayer, a person who walks with God and a person who talks with God. So knowing that, from this vertical relationship with God being the most important relationship that we can have, everything else then afterwards will fall into place, will just find its place once we, we get that vertical relationship with God in, in its proper place, and we become people of God. So let me just close with this: some some tips, some four tips about prayer that I want to share with you, and how we can be a better son and daughter of God when it comes to prayer. When it comes to talking to Jesus, here you go. Number one, come to listen. When it comes to prayer, when it comes to you talking to God and praying, I know a lot of us do this a different ways. Some people before they go to bed, some people before they wake up in the morning, they get out of bed, they're going to say some prayers. Maybe before you eat, you're going to pray. Different times of the day, you might have a time where you're going to pray. All of that is wonderful and great. But prayer Prayer is not just us talking to God. Prayer is about us listening to God. Letting the Holy Spirit that is alive in you speak to the Father, communicate with the Father. That can't happen if you're jabbing, jibber-jabbing, you know? Can't happen if you're talking. You're just gonna have to get silent, get quiet, come to listen. And it's going to take a little time. It's not going to happen quickly. It's going to take time because our ears are used to all the noise and our life is used to running and going, fast food this, quick that, faster internet, faster everything. devil's just got us going so fast that we don't have time to stop and just listen to God. See, The devil's got us right where he wants us. And I hope this year, that you and I will slow down a little bit long enough just to take some time whenever we can and make sure we plan it in our life, in our day, in our week, that we're going to just stop, pray, and, and listen to God. Let your words be few. Like Give God time to speak to your spirit. And then let that spirit help you hear God. Let the Spirit of God that he put in you through Christ speak to the Father and speak to you. God will use his word to do that. But God wants you to just speak to your heart. Come to listen. Let let this be our constant prayer, right? That that when God, remember when God was calling Samuel and uh, Samuel was like confused who was calling. He thought it was Eli calling him. And he kept going to Eli and saying, what, what is it What is it you want, Master? And Eli's like, I didn't call you. And then finally he realized that God was calling him. And when he realized it was the Lord, here's what Samuel said to the Lord. He said, Lord, speak, Lord. Your servant is listening. Speak, Lord. Your servant is listening. You know what? That's a great... That's a great way to pray. Get quiet. I try to do this as often as I can. And just in the quietness, just say, God, I'm listening. God, I'm listening. And and really calm your mind, slow yourself down a little bit. Don't be thinking about everything else going on in your world, in your life. Try to just zoom in on God. Try to focus your attention on God for those moments. And just say, Lord, your servant is listening. Try that, try that, just try to get quiet with God and just say, Lord, your servant is listening. James said, be quick to listen and slow to speak. Quick to listen, slow to speak. In Ecclesiastes chapter two, one of my favorite passages of scripture says this, Do not be quick with your mouth. Do not be hasty in your heart to utter anything before God. God is in heaven and you are on earth. So let your words be few. Come to listen. I hope hope that will impact your prayer life this year. And when you come, you will just come to listen. Number two, tip number two, focus on the spiritual. Focus your heart on the spiritual or the eternal things. Let's get past the trivial things in life. You know, we could pray like, you know, Lazarus. Lazarus, remember Lazarus, he dies and then they're crying to Jesus to, to, to do something. And so Jesus is like, okay, I'm going to show you my power today. That I am the resurrection and the life. Lazarus comes forth and he brings Lazarus back to life. Only for what? For Lazarus to die again, like a few years later. We don't even know when, but he died again. He had to die twice. Like, I know that's a big deal to us. Death. But compared to eternity, it really isn't. There isn't anything that could happen to you in this world that, is, that even compares to eternity and to the spiritual. And so let's focus on the things that really matter, the things that are eternal, the things that are spiritual. Let's grow up and mature in our faith and realize that there's some things in this world that are just the way they are. And we shouldn't get sucked into them. You know, we want to pray for our people. I don't want people to get COVID. I don't want people to get disease. I I hate when I hear that somebody has cancer and I want to pray for those and lift them up to God. But really, that's not the worst thing that could happen to them. There's far greater things that could happen. Like they don't know Jesus and they die and then they are separated from God for all of eternity. That matters. That's big. That's important. That's not trivial. And so... Let's pray kingdom things. Let's pray kingdom things, soul things, salvation things, kingdom advancement things. God, reach my neighbor. God, grab hold of my friend, my family, my, my coworkers. God, help them to come to know you. We all are gonna have to deal with sickness and disease and loss and finances and cars that break down and stuff. That's physical. See, a spiritual-minded person knows the difference. In James, I like what James said in in James chapter 4. James said this, you do not have because you do not ask God. So you don't even come to God with it. Secondly, he says, when you ask, you do not receive because you ask with wrong motives that you may spend what you get on your pleasures. God help me to be rich. Why, so you can go share with the people in Africa and Haiti about the gospel? So you can go advance the gospel? No, no, so I can build a bigger house and have more cars. And James says, that's foolish. That's not maturity. That's not Christian maturity, it's foolishness. Wrong motives, wrong focus, selfish prayer. Let's get beyond those prayers let's get beyond that living and just start living our lives for God. Just ask yourself, is this prayer thought that I'm about to let come off my tongue or from my heart to God, is it for me or is it for the kingdom of God? Is it spiritual or is it physical? Where is it? There are many things that we could pray about, but a spiritual minded person separates the the flesh and blood Things of the world from the eternal and the spiritual things of God. Focus on the eternal when you pray. Focus on the things that matter in eternity. Think about that. And number three, tip number three, humble yourself. Humble yourself before God. Let your heart, remind your heart who you're talking to. Remind your mind that you are approaching in prayer, whether it's for a meal, or for a friend, or at night, whatever it is, remind yourself who it is you're praying to. You are about to talk to God. You are about to turn and face the creator of the universe. Humble yourself, humble yourself. And, and we, we, we say at times that our posture doesn't mean, matter what we're doing when we're talking to God. You could pray standing up, you could pray sitting down, and all that is true. But I think our posture, when we go to spend time with God alone, should be on our face or on our knees. We need to get ourselves as low as we can and humble ourselves to God. In Numbers chapter 20, verse 6, Moses and Aaron, when they came into the presence of God, they fell on their faces. And we see that all through the Old Testament. People, prophets, coming to God on their face. And Jesus, in the garden in Matthew 26, fell on his face and prayed in the garden. That's two... Incredible examples to you and me about our posture when we pray or when we come into the presence of God. From Moses way back in the day to Jesus, the example after example after example in the scripture is this. Serious people coming into the presence of God go low. Just get down low. Get low like lightning might strike and you need to be down there. Get low to humble yourself and to say, God, I understand exactly who I am and I am nothing. You, God, are everything. And I'm going to lay on my face because I want me to know. I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it in front of other people. I'm doing this in my closet. I'm doing this in my own room somewhere by myself. But, God, I want you to know that I know exactly where I stand. And I am on my face, God, in your presence. I hope this year you'll do that, that you'll find time to get away and you'll get on your face before God. Humbling means, humbling means that that we pray prayers that matter to God, that we humble ourselves. that his will will be done, not our wish list. I'm not gonna bring anything before God, just me. And I pray for everybody. I pray for people. We have a wall and I pray over those people and I lift them up to God. But I'm, I'm becoming more and more focused on things that matter, things that are spiritual, things that are eternal. And when we fall on our face or get on our knees, it's not out of duty. It's not out of repetition and it's not out of religion or rule like religions do, you know. That you have to do certain things like kneel, stand, sit, kneel, stand. Like, like somehow by forcing people to do that, they're going to be brought into the presence of God. It's not, that's not how it works. We don't get on our face. We don't get on our knees out of duty or religion. We get out on our face and we get on our knees because we are in awe of the wonder of God and his glory and his presence. That he lets us talk to him. Humbling self means that we pray things that matter to God. In 2 Corinthians, or K- Chronicles chapter 7, a very well-known passage says, If my people, God says, if my people, that's you, if you're God's child, that's you, who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray. Go low. And sink my face, like really pray to me, not just say prayers of repetition or or just whatever you were taught to just re, you know to, to 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 reiterate over and over again like some chant. That's not that's not it. That's not what God is looking for. That's not what God's looking for. if if my people are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face, like really seek my face and turn from their wicked ways. Do you see that? Humble yourself, turn from your wicked ways, come to God in honesty with all of your heart and sincerity and a lifestyle that backs it up. Then God says, I will hear from heaven and I will forgive their sin and I will heal their land. And this is what's wrong with our country. We have wandered away from God. We are not God's people. There are pockets of God's people and individuals that are God's people all around the country. But the country has not honored God. And until we do, our land will not be healed. Humble yourself and he will lift you up in due time. Stop, drop, and pray humble yourself go low and the last thing is this fourth tip on prayer is this pray with expectation pray expecting expect know that God hears you know that God cares you have come to him with something important because you have weeded out all the things that aren't that big a deal and aren't that, that are trivial and and now God is going to do something because he loves you and he cares about you and he's going to do it in his timing He's going to do it in his timing. And so we're going to wait on the Lord. We're going to expect God to do something amazing in us because we brought in things that matter. And now God is going to work because he wants to work on our behalf. Expect it to happen. It's not just wishful thinking and it's not just a Hail Mary that we're just going to throw up there and hope that it hits something. But it's a relationship that's nurtured and alive based on the reality that God is present with you. His spirit is alive in you and he's aware of you and he is for you. He is for you and he is working on your behalf. Expect God to do a great wonder. Expect him to. Matthew said, Ask and it will be given to you. Jesus said this in Matthew. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be open. For everyone who asks, receive. And the one who seeks, finds. And the one who knocks, the door will be open. Expect that God is going to hear you and he is going to respond to you. And James said this, is anyone among you in trouble? Let him pray. Is anyone happy? Let him sing songs of praise to God, right? Is anyone among you sick? Let him call on the elders of the church to pray over them, and to anoint them with oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayer offered in faith will make the sick person well. The Lord will raise them up. If they have sin, they will be forgiven. Therefore, confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that you may be healed. The prayer of a righteous person is powerful and effective. James says, pray and be honest with God and seek his face. We humble ourselves. We pray for things that matter. We come to listen and God will respond. God will do it. He will respond. Prayer is listening. It's it's to pray about things that are eternal, to humble ourselves and pray. And then to expect, four things, that God is going to move. Prayers of faith, trusting God in line with his will. The result of that, of coming to God in line with his will, is confidence. A a certain sense of confidence, not in ourselves, but a confidence in God and a connection that we have with him, the connection that we have with God gives us the confidence because we know that God has done it in the past and he will do it in the future. And he will do it again in our time because he wants to, because that's just how God is. Prayer, prayer, expect God to move because God is for us. He is not against us and he will do it. Prayer is talking to Jesus. Prayer is talking to Jesus, right? And when we look hard enough, when we search hard enough, what we see is the wonder of God in the world. And and how God put this tongue in our mouth, this crazy tongue that is able to do all kinds of crazy things. The wonder of God is right here at the tip of our tongue. And we see the wonder of God in the word prayer, that we can talk to God, where we can talk and we can walk with the one who made everything. That's pretty cool. And that's the wonder of our God. Have a great week, and we will see you guys next week. God bless you.